What's going on, all my podcast members, whether you're from Spotify or Anchor or Apple or anybody else, whether you're listening from any other country, see Jizzle and the fucking Whizzle. Here to bring you another episode. And uh, pretty interesting, pretty interesting one. Uh, long story short... 12, 12, so I've been hanging out with the neighbors for, uh, well, probably about an hour or more, a little more than an hour, and they're cool people, really down to earth, the guy, his name's Tim, I think he's pushing like 40, the girl... She just turned 33. Really cool, laid-back people. I sat there and smoked some weed with them on their front porch. And, uh... I even busted out a a tall uh, Heineken that I sat there and drank. Smoked a few cigarettes and talked about shit, you know? And they're really on the same page as I am. They're really just down-to-earth people that are really genuine, you know. Really great conversation. Really great conversation. So, we talked about a whole bunch of different shit. We talked about the landlord and the problems that he's had with him and problems that I've had with the landlord. He's been talking about how he's been wanting to get into riding his his bicycle and shit again, but he wants to get a better bicycle, right? And I let him ride mine, and uh, he fell in love with it. He said it was smooth as butter. He kept telling his girlfriend, he said, that's the kind of bike I want right there. One of those touring style bikes, you know. And I let him take it around the block, you know. I trust him. And he says he's been here for a year, but they're going to stay here for another year. And I told him about the whole bat problem and shit that I've had. And how I've been thinking about maybe renewing my lease, but I'm, I'm not sure, you know. Anyways, his girlfriend or wife went inside eventually, uh, and he stayed out there and talked to me a little bit more, you know, about his life and how he's from Florida and, you know, how he's been working at Longhorn for, I think, 18 years. He said he's served all over the country in places where he's lived, um, And, uh, yeah, you know, he asked me what I wanted to do with my life, and I told him about van life, and told him about maybe becoming a game warden. So we got to know each other on a pretty good basis. You know, I told him a lot of things about me, and, you know, I'm the only one living here. No, I don't have any siblings except for three sisters. I don't have any brothers. No, I don't have any pets, you know. Just different shit like that. Really cool guy. Tim and Sandy, I do believe, are their names. And, uh... Yeah, they let me sit there and share their blunt with them. And it was funny because when I pulled up... To my house... I had seen them sitting out on the porch... It smelled kind of like they were smoking a cigar, like a grape cigar or something, you know. But when I pulled up, she said, hey, George. And I guess she was talking to me, so I said, hey. And he's like, no, that's not George. I said, no, no, my name's Clayton. (laughs) And so she's like, oh, okay, so we got a joke now. Every time I go by, they say, hey, George, 
<laughs> I said that's what I'm going to name my first kid now is George. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe I'll name him Jorge instead of George. <laughs> but no, it was just really funny. They they said, "What are you?" They said, "Hey, George." I said, "What are you guys up to?" And they said, "Smoking." <laughs> I said, "Really? That's what I'm about to go inside and do." And they're like, "You want to come over here and hit this?" They're just really, really good people. I would swear that they're Canadian. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we just talked about different shit, odds and ends. He talked about how he got bit by a spider and it fucking made his whole arm swell up with pus and everything. And he had, to, it took three hours for them to get all the pus out of it. And it laid its eggs inside of him and shit. It was really crazy. Yeah. Anyways, I'm on beer number three. Um, I didn't get a shower tonight whenever I got home because I had got one before I went to work. And uh, I scrubbed it really good and everything. The wound. And I want to give it a chance to kind of heal up a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to apply some more uh, Neosporin to it overnight and let it kind of sit. Let the air kind of get to it, and uh, I'm going to clean it tomorrow in the shower. I'm going to scrub it, but I'm not going to scrub it as hard as what I've been scrubbing it, because I don't want that layer of skin to peel off, so I started taking zinc. I don't know if I've talked about this in the past. But zinc is proven to kill bacteria. <clears throat> and the way that it does it is, first of all, when your body processes it, it turns it into something else. It's not zinc. It's like zinc oxide or something. And uh, so anyways, the zinc prevents bacteria from not only growing, but uh, <clears throat> it prevents them from uh, living. It starves them out. And it does this by jamming the receptor shut with zinc particle. That's usually a bigger particle than manganese. So... You can get uh, a zinc sulfide topical cream to put on uh, wounds and stuff to promote healing and kill bacteria. But I'm pretty sure Neosporin doesn't have that in it. It's got like polysporin bacteria and some other kind of good bacteria. And then it's got a pain reliever in it. But I don't know, man. I mean, this is... You know, I'm, I'm hoping this heals pretty good and that I don't have any more problems. But I'm, I'm really kind of going to shoot myself in the foot later, probably. Because I have a feeling it's going to come back. I don't know. I feel like if I go and get an antibiotic, you know, later down the road, um, it'll kill it all off in, in your whole body. It doesn't matter if you've got really deep cysts that you can't get to. It'll kill it off. A good one is doxycycline. That's a really good broad spectrum broad spectrum antibiotic 
and doxycycline is part of the tetracycline family and I've had it many times for many different things I've had it for uh, I've used it for a tooth infection that I had I've used it for uh, uh, chest infections it works really well for um, UTI infections or um, you know the list goes on and on it can cure they, they give doxycycline drops to kids over in uh, Africa because they get uh, what's it called diphtheria and shit mm -mm. no that's not it where you get the shits. It starts with a C. Anyways. Fuck. I mean, that's going to really bother me. But it's a bacteria that's in the water. And causes people to have diarrhea and shit. So they give these kids these drops. These doxycycline drops. And it kills all the parasites and everything in their stomach. So any infections if you got like ringworm or an abscess or anything if you go and get your mouth worked on probably they're going to give you doxycycline afterwards because the way that it works is it raises your body's pH levels to where it's too acidic for bacteria to grow throughout your whole body your pH level changes throughout your whole body so it, it, it cause what it does is it causes your brain to start making more proteins your protein levels just spike it releases a certain chemical out of your brain and when those proteins spike Bacteria can't grow in a high-protein environment, so that's what I was thinking. And if you have multiple infections, it works for that too. If you got, uh, maybe you got a, a wound that's not healing right, maybe you got staph or some kind of infection, plus you've got a lung infection, or it'll, it'll kill all of it off at the same time. So it's a really good antibiotic and I almost swear by it like I wish I just had an emergency pill case with a couple weeks worth of that antibiotic I mean it's just a miracle drug so you can use it for anything people who even have used it for acne you know you do it in low doses throughout the week they've used it for acne Um, people that get cysts and boils and, and whatnot. People that probably have like folliculitis or whatever. It'll kill all that shit. So, maybe you got a fungal infection in your, uh, well, no, you probably have to get a fungicide or a fungal medication for that, but. Anyways, I really wish I had my hands on some doxycycline right now. And I think it was, I think it was uh, discovered back in the 70s. I'll have to do my research on it again, but it's almost up there with penicillin as being the greatest discovery. I mean, there's still a lot of people that are allergic to penicillin and can't take it, but... And there's a lot of, like, MRSA and stuff like that that are resistant to penicillin. Actually, they say that penicillin is only effective against 50% of all bacteria out there. So, they don't, you know, penicillin is like a last resort. They, well, not a last resort, but they don't usually use it that much anymore. 
and there's a lot of people that's allergic to it and it doesn't really work that good to begin with because all this bacteria and shit has advanced you know it's resistant to it so there's a a strain of uh, I think it's yeast there's a yeast infection that's going around and it lives on the skin and it's called candida uh, candida auris they got candida yeast and candida auris which it's spelled c-a-n-d-i-d-a and uh, they say that they have no medicine that works for the candida auris because it's so advanced there's a big uh, struggle right now to find medication that actually kills it all. And if it makes its way into your blood, it can get into your brain. You can get the fungus actually in your bloodstream, into your brain, into all your other organs, and they don't have anything that can kill it or stop it. It is really ugly. It's almost like that muromycosis that's going around the fungal uh, infection that's eating people's it's called cerebromyomycosis it is ugly it happened over in India they had a lot of cases of it eating people's noses off and eating their eye sockets and shit all the way up into their brain getting into their sinuses and shit man fucking ugly think about waking up one day you know you just get the vaccine you wake up the next day and your nose feels a little bit sore and you're like oh it's nothing it's probably just a little reaction two days later your fucking nose starts turning black got like a scab on the tip of it you know oh my god I would just I would fucking lose my mind I'd go ape shit. I'd go crazy. Like, think about walking around with no face anymore. No nose, no, you know, it's eating their lips off and shit. Like, and they don't have anything to stop it. Like, the only treatment for it is to dig away all the skin cells that are dead and try to stop or slow the growth, which they can't. Like I said, there's no drug out there that stops it. Or else these people wouldn't have their fucking faces eaten off. It's really crazy. It's really scary. But bacterial infections of the blood and fungal infections of the blood is really scary. And it's really easy for somebody to go to sleep become septic and then not know about it and go into toxic shock syndrome where their heartbeat slows down their brain you know is affected by the bacteria and it can't regulate your breathing it can't regulate your heart it can't you know regulate your consciousness anymore you might fucking become in a coma bacteria enters into your bloodstream you can get what they call a intracranial hemorrhage which means your blood your your brain starts bleeding so and it starts swelling and it's really ugly your temperature starts rising to 106 degrees and it starts cooking yourself yeah it's really ugly and it all comes from bacteria getting into your blood isn't that crazy? And there's different things that, you know, can cause that. So, I've been doing a lot of research lately on different shit. Just because I'm bored, I don't have nothing better to do. I like being a know-it-all. But, um, 
some of the things that I grew up watching was like monsters inside of me and shit like that and that's where I really got interested on things that can actually live inside of the human body I guess um, whether it's bacteria or tapeworms or bugs I don't I mean oh anywho Today was a really good day. Didn't have any people that were too unruly that I had to kick out or anything. I worked with Phil tonight. It, it drug ass, I'm not going to lie, but it wasn't too bad. So I got this fucking hat from work. And they were just going to throw it out, nobody wanted it, it had gotten brought back from the uh, trade show that my boss went to in uh, Chicago, I do believe, they go there once a year or twice a year, whatever, and she brought back this hat that was from Naked Juice, you know, and it's basically just a trucker hat that has the naked emblem on it, but it's white. And it's got enough room for you to maybe write something on it, or... I was thinking about writing, I'm naked. <laughs> but then I got to talking to my other co-workers, and he's like, What I was thinking was, dirty and naked. And so I was like, oh. So then I decided that I would take it home. And, uh... And then I got to talking to a talking to a, uh, a regular customer that comes in there. And he's like, what you should do is wait till the fair time comes around and take it to go get an airbrush. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Now I'm going to have to go do it. I'm going to have to get dirty and naked airbrushed on this. And it's a trucker hat. It's It's comfortable. You know, I mean, it's, I don't know. I have a thing for hats, so. I'm going to probably go on the opening day of the fair, so I don't have to pay to get in. Paid 20 bucks or whatever, have them airbrush it. Go get a couple corn dogs or whatever and head back home. No. Whenever I go to the fair, I like to get cheese on a stick, and uh, I like to go to the French stand, and they got these ribbon fries that are cut, kind of kind of like a ribbon, I guess, and they've got garlic butter sauce over the top, and I think you can get sour cream on top of them, but oh my gosh. They're like 10 or 11 bucks, and they're worth every dollar. And then I usually go and get shrimp on a stick, maybe get a Polish sausage or something, but that's about it. I mean, maybe I go and get some fries with some vinegar and salt on them, but... There's not a lot of other shit there that I have to see. I like to go around and look at the livestock and, you know, uh, see the little sideshows that are going on, but I don't ever really spend my money towards souvenirs or rides or anything like that. So I wasn't really going to, I wasn't planning on going this year, but I might just to go get that hat airbrushed. We'll see. I'm off work tomorrow. So, what I'm going to do is ride my bike over to my mom's, finish her gutters, 
and then she's going to give me a ride back home, or I'm going to ride my bike back home. She's going to pick me up from here and take me to go get my other bike and ride it back home. I'm pretty sure. So... Anywho, tonight I think I'm going to have, well, I know I'm going to have the last two, oh, the last two Whoppers that I didn't get to last night. I bought four of them for myself, and I bought two for my mom, and three fries. I, got, I gave one to Kyle because he said that's all he wanted, but I got two fries and six Whoppers, and guess how much it costed? like $35 that I spent and I was drunk I was tipsy I'm like fuck it who cares because it just brings back that little bit of nostalgia from whenever me and my mom used to go and get Whoppers all the time and they used to have the two for five deal going on and uh well not anymore but I said fuck it I don't care so whenever me and Kyle went to go give my mom her weed that she that Kyle had got for her, I had just uh, gave her a couple whoppers too and a fry and uh, she was like oh thank you you know she didn't really expect me to do that but I'm sure when she's eating that whopper she's gonna be thinking of me and uh, that's just something that me and my mom always did, is went to Burger King. Oh, I got one of those chicken sandwiches too. Maybe that's why it was so much, but it was good, but it was dry. In my opinion, it was dry. And... I was tipsy. I was already kind of drunk, and I thought, uh, this is, this is too dry, you know. Should have put extra mayonnaise on it. So, that's the same thing with McDonald's, too. It was kind of dry, too. So, I don't know. whole chicken sandwich competition things going down the hole I haven't tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich yet still they said they're bringing out chicken nuggets now instead of chicken sandwiches we'll see but every time I go to Popeye's I don't want a chicken sandwich. No, no, no. I want to get the whole fucking, uh, get a whole box of chicken. Get like fucking five or six biscuits. You know. Because I'm a chicken breast kind of guy. And there's nothing better than eating Popeye's chicken fresh but you can still heat it up again in the oven the next day and it's just as good if not better and I, I swear that's the best hangover food to be able to sit there and just peel back that chicken skin and yeah you can't warm it up in the microwave I mean it's still pretty crispy when you do that but I always put my chicken in the oven to rewarm it like 350 for 10-15 minutes or whatever and uh, yeah I haven't eaten fried chicken in a little while I tried to get some from County Market but I left it out one night when I was really drunk, so. Anywho. <laughs> I, um. 
I was gonna hang out with Chad tonight. And he's a regular customer for my job. He come in there the other night and told me, oh, let's hang out, and then he forgot to tell me that he got a new phone. And then he come in today and said, oh, yeah, you know, what are you going to be doing? And I told him, nothing, probably going to go home and drink, but he said, well, if you want to, you can stop by. So I was counting my drawer down, I was a little behind, like 15, 20 minutes behind, and I get a text, and he's like, oh, never mind, I'm going to go with my sister. To her boyfriend's house. So he bailed on me to go to his sister's boyfriend's house. Well, that's stupid. You know, don't tell me to fucking come over and hang out with you and then bail on me to go to your sister's boyfriend's. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So not only do I got those robbers to eat, but I got a chicken salad sandwich from work. I've got a frozen pizza in there. Uh, I got that bacon in there that's still open that I need to eat. So I got plenty of food to last me until the uh, 12th is whenever I get paid again. Right now, I'm smoking a little bit of weed that my buddy gave me. Try it out. good weed. That's really good weed. Tastes good. You don't have to really hit it that hard. Got a fruity aftertaste. The name of it is called Unicorn Poop and it's fucking good. My buddy just got a whole uh, quarter of that for my mother. And if that's the case, that's going to last her a while. Because that's some pretty potent shit. I just did a hit off of it and barely even touched it. And my eyes are like fucking all over the place. Anyways... We're drinking Michelob Ultras, keeping it light, keeping it low on carbs. I looked at a Bud Light the other day. Guess how many fucking grams of carbs is in one Bud Light? Like, six and a half or seven and a half? It's like three times more carbs than this beer. I'm like, holy fuck, just for one. You drink six of those, you've had, you know, three times more carbs. That's crazy. That is crazy. But, uh, I had these from the other night. I've been sitting on these. I didn't have to buy them tonight whenever I left work because I already had them at, at home. So, We're going to save some of them for tomorrow when I go clean up my mom's gutters, but... Man. Today was a long day. Like I said, I'm probably... When I do get off of here... I'm going to probably uh, eat those Whoppers watch some videos and pass out more than likely
already 35 minutes into this podcast, so I'll probably have to make another one here soon. Man, I had to pause the podcast for a minute because I was about to choke and die. That fucking weed is really good. Almost too fucking good. Man. day off tomorrow and uh, wake up do a little bit of cleaning around the house Uh, go right over to my mom's because I want to ride my black bike over there Uh, and then uh, go ahead and have her meet me over here to take me back over there to pick up my yellow bike because I actually want to get my black bike out tomorrow and ride it around Uh, I don't know we'll see if it works out that way but riding that bike around is uh, pretty therapeutic it's almost like you're gliding on butter so I let the neighbor take it for a ride like I said earlier and he thought it was the greatest thing ever he's like that thing is light as hell And they're like, so what? You don't have a car? You don't have a license? I'm like, yeah, I can get my license, but it's just so convenient to save on gas and save on not having to pay insurance. Keeps me fit. You know, it's only 15 minutes to work. You know, it's not that big of a deal. When he came back, I'm taking that bike for a ride. He said, yeah, I can definitely do 15 miles on this for sure. I said, oh, yeah. He said, if it was on a flat street like this, with no potholes, hell yeah, I could definitely do that. <clears throat> so I guess they do ride bikes. They are bicycle enthusiasts, but I don't ever see them out. Maybe if they wanted to uh, go on a little cruise sometime or have me steer them in the right direction on getting a good bike. I told them how much it costed to get Dale, the yellow bike. It's $1,000, you know, I mean, it wasn't cheap. Then you got all the upkeep on it, so... He was like, yeah, someday, maybe someday. I said, maybe someday soon, you know, I mean, start investing money now. And that's the thing, I used my tax return one year to pay for that bike, so it wasn't like I just coughed it up. So, it really is an investment, but I've had that bike for five or six years now, and I'm still riding it, so it was a good investment. It wasn't like a Walmart bike where, you know, you buy it and two years later the crank goes out. You know, I mean... I don't know. It's just, 
like buying a car. It's best to put the money into a good car instead of putting it into something to get you by. If you got the money to do it. <clears throat> People ask me all the time, they're like, you ride a bicycle? <laughs> yes, yes, I ride a bicycle. You ever heard of one? You know, I mean... <clears throat> I don't know. Some people like it. Some people, they see me on it and they're like, Man, that's neat. That's a smooth looking little bike, you know. And it's because it's vintage. It's from 89. So, the bike is older than I am. It's 32 years old. <clears throat> so, all the parts on that, if I needed to get it replaced... You know, it would cost some money. So, I took it to a bike shop a while ago, and I kind of regret taking it there because the guy said the problem with my derailleur was it was broke. I looked at it, uh, I didn't really look at it deep enough, I don't really remember or recall what it looked like, but I'm pretty sure he just wanted to keep it. I'm pretty sure he just wanted to keep it for parts, you know, because that's kind of what his business is. He's in the business of finding bikes and finding bike parts and fixing them up. He's got a whole shed full of bikes, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> Suntour, they don't make those anymore. The derailers. And, uh, the guy that built my bike worked at a bike shop, and he got all the parts, you know, like, he can get any part for any bike. And he used to build bikes as a little side hobby, you know, just for a project to do. And when he gave me that bike, he said that he had to get rid of it because uh, he had too many project bikes going on at the same time. And his wife wouldn't let him get another bike. So he sold it to me for like 200 or 250 And... Uh, it's really like a $700 bike. Honestly. <clears throat> if somebody was to buy it off me right now, it would take at least $800 for it to leave my hands. So. And that is. Almost three times what I paid for it. But it's so convenient to have. Especially in the warmer months, you know, summertime, spring, you know. It's half of the weight of my other bike. It's way easier to carry up and down stairs. And you can take the wheels off of it and put it in a trunk. And it fits just fine. Um, and it's really light. I mean, it's you can pick it up with one hand for sure. But it's just smooth like butter, you know. It's got really small tires on it. Really, they call them 700C tires. Really thin road tires. And, uh, but that's what makes it lighter. You know, I mean, my other bike has double steel wall rims. And they each hold 60 pounds each. So you got 120 pounds of air pressure plus whatever the weight is of the rims, which they're steel, they're not aluminum. And then plus the weight of the frame and me and whatever I'm carrying on my back and so on and so forth. So it's a lot heavier ride. The only good thing about that bike heavier one is it has disc brakes on it 
and that's the one I ride in the winter time through the snow and the ice so my mom said she's got a pair of knobby tires that came on the bike they're original and I'm gonna see if they're still good I might put those on for this winter um, but I don't know I feel like it doesn't have enough meat on it you know because the tires that I've had on it are a little bit thicker they're smooth but they're thicker so I've, I've taken it through ice chunks and stuff before and ran over shit with it and haven't had a flat yet so I have a feeling when I get those knobbies on there in between each of those little knobbies there's a really vulnerable spot and you get something sharp enough that pokes through it you're gonna have a flat so I don't know I think I'm just gonna take it up to R&M and ask them what's some really good snow tires that you guys got R&M is a really good shop here in Springfield over on Washington and State Street um, that's where I bought my Cannondale from uh, and long story short you take it in there you tell them what you want done they do it and when you get it back it not only arrives the way that it needs to but it exceeds your expectations you know and uh, this last time I was in there like I said I just had a flat on the back but my front tire needed some air in it too and he took the tire off the inner tube and he got to feeling on the inside to see if there was any glass or anything sharp that was in there and he couldn't feel anything so he said well you want me just to put a new inner tube in it and I said yeah so he did and it was $22 to get it done now I've been over to the bicycle doctor two times and told him just put a new inner tube in it and every time he's like oh you don't need one oh you don't need one it's still fine oh it's fine and then I got a flat so First of all, <clears throat> when you have those road bike tires, they hold like 70 to 100 pounds of pressure. They hold a lot of PSI. So a normal car tire holds like 30, 35 PSI, something like that. These hold 100. So there's a lot more air pressure in that little piece of rubber. And after two years, three years, four years of using it, sitting in the sun, gets old, gets dry rotted, and it just needs to be replaced. I would say after every two seasons, um, maybe three, but, <coughs> Lord, sorry about that. But, um, yeah, this, this guy at this bike shop, the bicycle doctor, was like, eh, blah, 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 blah. and I just wanted to tell him, dude, just do what I tell you. You know, I'm going to pay you for it. Just put the shit on there. But at R&M, I don't have that problem. I go in there, tell them what I want, they do it. And uh, it was just an older guy in there. I'm thinking it's the dad, maybe. And some older Chinese lady that... It looks like they might have taken over the shop. I don't know. They didn't have any new bicycles in there. They were all used. It's really kind of crazy. But, anywho. Even whenever I took the tire off and handed it to him to air up 
he handed it back to me and I was trying to get the chain lined up on it to get it back in there, right? And he didn't come over and try and offer any assistance. I mean, I sat there for probably 20 minutes fucking with his back tire trying to get the cassette with the chain lined up and get it back in there and just wasn't cooperating. The chain was getting all tangled up and and so anyways, eventually I got it, but I was really close to telling him to come over there to help me out. Anyways, I wrote it home for my mom's. I wrote it to work. I wrote it home again. And it's just a speed demon. It's just a good bike to have. It's really fast, really light. It takes half as much effort to get home now. What took me 20 minutes to get to work takes 10, you know, I mean, it's just so much easier. But the winter month's coming up, and I don't think I'm going to be getting into van life before then. I think I'm going to have to start looking for another apartment and putting my money towards that. So... That means I'm going to have to get the bike fixed because I'm probably still going to be riding in the winter time. I didn't really plan on it. I plan on having my license back, having my van registered, fixed up, you know, so on and so forth. But things happen, shit happens, things don't go according to plan. I said that all the time. You can sit here and plan for shit and plan and plan and plan. And a year from now, it's not going to go the way that you planned it. Shit's going to come up. Shit that you thought that you had planned just falls through. It's just... I like to make plans, but I don't like to do anything unplanned. But when you make plans ahead of time and advance, they never go, you know... Things change. Things change along the way. So, you can sit here and say, oh, I'm going to plan to <clears throat> pay off my house by this date and be able to go on vacation. And you can plan that, but chances are, oh, you've only got enough money to pay off your house. You didn't have enough money to go on vacation. Something. So, There's always something. Anyways, I think I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast and make another one. So, tune in for the next one. See Jizzle and the fucking Wizzle. <laughs>